Hey girl, welcome back to the Sister Girl Podcast. I am your host, Jaleesa Ingram. Welcome. Welcome back. It has been two weeks. It has been two weeks since we have last spoken. I've had a lot of you hit me up on social media. Thank you for that. I have not forgotten about you guys. I know we're still in the beginning stages of this podcast, but I just want to say thank you. Thank you for showing your concern um, as it relates to episode three. I did um, update you guys on social media uh, to let you know that we are coming back. We took a small hiatus. I know it's in the beginning, but listen, it gets pretty wild around here. It gets pretty wild. I am a wife. I am a leader of um, a ministry along with my husband. So it got a little wild. And it's the holiday season. So, yeah. I started a podcast during, like, the holiday season. So imagine that. But I am so happy to dive into today's episode and listen. I've been thinking about this. I actually had a different episode that I wanted to go into. I wanted to talk about friendships. However, you know, sometimes whenever or if you ever do this, um, preach and you prepare one message. But then the Lord, once you get up there to actually deliver the message, he's like, "Eh -eh." I feel like I want to say this now. That's he kind of he he pretty much hijacked my topic, and I'm going into a topic that is pretty relevant, at least is relevant to me. This topic is womanhood and marriage. I've been thinking for the last I would say the last two weeks I've been just on this self discovery journey to just being a better person, being a better wife, being, especially being a better wife, just taking a step back and looking at, you know, my characteristics as it pertains to just being a wife. I'm not a mother yet, but we'll get to that in a little bit in this episode. And then in a future episode, we're going to talk about Talk about, yeah, sure. We're going to talk about um, motherhood. Yeah, I want to dive right into this topic because I have a couple of things I want to say as it pertains to this topic. But um, yeah, so I want to start by uh, um, kind of just talking about just a personal reflection on womanhood. So womanhood, if if you don't, I don't know why I feel the need to explain what womanhood is, but I'm going to briefly just give you an overview so we'll be on the same page. So womanhood embodies a diverse range of experiences, roles, identities that are associated with being a woman. Then it could go into 
like your back, your background, whether it be cultural, relational, spiritual, so forth, so on. But I want to specifically talk about and be open and honest about some of the things I've learned as it pertains to marriage, as it pertains to womanhood, and as it pertains to growing up and what I saw and, you know, just the things I've learned and some of the things that I had to unlearn. Um, we won't get all of this into one episode, so I'm thinking about kind of just talking about this for the next couple episodes. That is my goal. Now, we all know from episode to episode, the Lord in between those weeks or week might say, no, I want you to talk about that. So if that happens, then we will revisit the topic. But for now, this is going to be the topic of discussion. And I would love for you guys to just give me some feedback, um, whether it be through inboxing me on social media. Uh, you can find me on IG at Sister Girl Podcast. You can also find me on, where else can you find me? You can find me on TikTok. You can send me messages that way. It's at Every J, though, um, E-V-E-R-Y-J-A-E-E, and Jaleesa Ingram on Facebook. So those are the three ways that you can find me. Yeah, I want your feedback, and I want to know what you think about some of the things that I will express today. Um, and also give me some of your tips and tricks and just what you have learned throughout your journey as a woman. So yeah, I want to dive into the raw and the real aspects of my journey through, you know, marriage, sharing the valuable lessons I've I've picked up along the way. It's about taking the teachings from my upbringing and deciding whether I want to integrate it with like daily living or just completely model an entirely new tradition. Because sometimes there's a lot that we may have picked up or learned while, you know, going through our journey to womanhood that we just need to completely do away with. And then there's those things that made us a better woman and we continue to use those things that we learned and build upon it. So we're going to talk about that today. So let's let's have an open and honest conversation. So I want to talk about really quickly what, what did womanhood and marriage look like for me growing up without getting too deep into, even though we're going to be open and honest, but some things I would like to bring certain people on to, to tell their story. But to from my perspective and from my lens and what I've experienced. Growing up, I didn't see a lot of, I can't say that I didn't see a lot of marriages. I didn't see a lot of healthy marriages, just being completely honest. And um, even though my mom, even though my mom was married for about 10-ish years, and I'll let her, and I'll, she's one of the ones that I want to bring on to discuss, if she's open to it, to discuss her journey, with, uh, whether it be, you know, womanhood or when she was married. But I'll let her tell 
her story, but I'll tell from my perspective what I saw. I didn't see um, a lot of healthy communication or just a loving marriage. That's not that's not my testimony. I did not see that. So getting married on my journey to um, getting married, she always expressed what not to do. Um, she also expressed what to do, but ultimately it's, it's my journey. So I want to say this right off the rip. There are never gonna there's never gonna be two marriages the same. So even though I saw what I saw, I can't really base my marriage off of those teachings or what I experienced because my marriage is gonna be my marriage is obviously different from hers. It's my experience is different from her experience. So there's just some things that you have to, I don't know, um, keep. And there's some things that you just got to be like, nah, sis, no, ma'am. But, but I didn't see a lot of love in a marriage. And that didn't determine how I am in marriage. But it kind of shaped my reality of, well, what does a healthy marriage look like per se because of what I didn't see so thank God for Holy Spirit because I'm telling you I could have been a product of my environment had it not been for Holy Spirit's leading and guiding and if it hadn't been for um, my husband's leading and guiding and his prayers and his correction and his um, just walking this journey with me with no judgment, but all to help, assist, glorify God, and just ultimately create something different than what we both saw or what we both experienced growing up. Listen, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> if y'all could hear that, matter of fact, Shout out to Mr. Ingram. Wow. <laughs> that sound is wild. That is wild. But um, even just, not even just my mom, but my dad. Oh, man. Now, I can talk about his. I can talk about my dad and his his relationship or his marriage because he was also married. He was not married to my mom, but he was married Um for quite some time. So I did I did get to see my parents be in, you know, a marriage, but it wasn't healthy. It wasn't healthy at all. My dad my dad really didn't how can I put this without bringing shame to my father because he was a beautiful person. Um I just don't think he was the best husband and I'll say this I'll say this is why I don't think he 
he didn't have the opportunity to um, be the best that he could have been. I don't think he was the best husband because of what he experienced growing up. And sometimes, honestly, you do fall into that trap of being a product of your environment. And his environment was very chaotic. His upbringing was very chaotic. He didn't necessarily have the best relationship with relationship with his father. So there was a lot of things that he just didn't quite get. Um, therefore, it bled into his marriage. And therefore, it bled into how he he did in front of us. Some of the things I don't think children should ever experience is seeing parents fight. Seeing I don't I don't that's one of the things that I am working on now and how I'm working on that is not I'm doing my best to not fuss in front of children, whether it be my nieces and nephews or just children in general. So that whenever I birth and whenever we have our children, it'll already be instilled. It'll already be there that this is just something, if we have a dispute of any kind, if we have disagreements, if it is a heated um, conversation, it will never be done in front of children. Because when I tell you, I saw and heard too much way too much and I'm going somewhere girl just follow me just follow me um I remember one time I did have a disagreement and it was getting pretty pretty heated it wasn't where it like there was any fist fighting anything like that but it was just children are very smart and they pick up very fast that hmm wait a minute <laughs> the vibe didn't changed <laughs> something has shifted in here and children aren't afraid of saying stop fighting because they don't they don't see it as you're having a disagreement no you're fighting to them so that kind of stuck in my head that even though this is this may be your normal tone or whatever the case may be don't let children experience that because it shapes them of what marriage should look like so I saw my dad be very, um, he, was, he wasn't a, uh, he didn't beat on his wife, but he was very disrespectful with his, with his words. He didn't choose his words wisely, and neither did she. And um, I just remember knowing, just knowing too much of their information, and it kind of, affected me growing up where I had to I had to you know kind of dial it back a little bit when it was a um, conversation that I didn't you know whenever I didn't like something I'll say it that way whenever I didn't like something um, the way I would express it would be borderline when I first entered into marriage it was borderline I had to unlearn a lot of ways. Like, you just don't... Now, I never was the type that would just fly off the handle and, like, cut or... Unless you cut me, I would... Hey, I, I had to get you. 
Now, I had to get you if you tried to get me. But my nature isn't to go in and cut or degrade or tear down. It isn't that. But I was very um, slick with my mouth, very mouthy, very, who you think, who you talking to? I was just very, the girls, they get it, get it. When you come from a background, first of all, I come from a line of strong women, but they were also borderline. Okay, let's call a thing a thing. Listen, they knew what to say, how to say it to get you to get in line. They were not afraid to speak their minds. And I'm not saying that you you shouldn't speak your mind. What I'm saying is everything needs to be done and led through the Holy Spirit. You, there's, you need to, t- we as women need to tame, if you know what I'm saying. We, we have to be aware of what we say. And just people in, ge- in general, but specifically I'm talking to us. Think we really have to think before we say and do because our words carry so much weight. So much weight. But getting back to what I was just um, saying is I didn't have the best examples. And it was because I talked a little bit about this the other night on prayer. Hurt people hurt people. It's just as simple as that. So I don't charge it to their hearts. I don't at all. But we have a choice. We also have a choice either to follow in that path. And my parents were, are, because my mom is still alive, beautiful people. Very, very beautiful people that just, hey, you... Sometimes you just don't get it right sometimes. And not to, and that's not to say that they didn't get everything right. It's just to say that I had to come to the realization of, okay, what do I need to keep and what do I need to throw out? And I'm going to talk about some of the things that I had to just undo especially when it was time to become a wife. Now, we're going to shift a little bit. I'm going to still talk about some of the things that I have to, I had to un, unlearn, and um, that is that. Okay, I'll go here. One of the things I had to unlearn is that everything, to get your point across, you don't have to be confrontational, and you don't have to... Be And not to say that I am confrontational, but I can go. This is where I would go. I would go to the point of just maybe getting my tone. My tone was disrespectful, Um, whether it be like the rolling the eyes or the just getting real sassy. I'm, I'm sassy. Listen, sassy pants. I am sassy sometimes, and I know that. I know that about myself, and it's just a part of 
um, some of the things that I had to like, look, girl, <laughs> my husband say this thing that is so funny to me sometimes. <laughs> and I know he gets it from his dad, but he says, look, I don't need all that lip. <laughs> Listen, when I tell you that thing tickles me, he said, look now, I don't, I, 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 I don't need all that lip. And I'm like, bruh, how old are you, first of all? 58. <laughs> I don't need all that that lip now. And, you know, but anyway, he um, he says that because, you know, sometimes I can get a little mouthy. I can just get a little mouthy, and I'm, I'm working on, Lord, help me to season my words. Help me to dial the neck roll back just a little bit. Because, my God, I'm surprised I ain't got no crook in my neck. I'm surprised I ain't got no crook in my neck because there's just certain things that I notice that I do that will set him up. And I don't want to, I don't want to um, make my husband feel like I'm being disrespectful to him. So I've been trying to, I've, I've really been, you know, through the Holy Spirit just... And thank God for the Holy Spirit, right, that whispers in my ears ever so gently, just keep calm and and don't be so, don't be so quick to uh, speak. Listen, hush. That was such a nice way in just saying, shut up, girl, please, just dial it back. So that's one of the things I'm um, having to, you know, unlearn because my, again, my, the women in my family are so vocal. If you know me and if you know where I come from, if you ever met just one, just one woman from my family, then you you get it. You absolutely get it. And my brothers, matter of fact, my brothers gave. Gave my husband a forewarning. I'm like, first of all, I didn't know y'all was doing that behind my back. But they warned him that I can get a little sassy. You know? I can, I can, you know, Miss Pop-Off. <laughs> Miss Pop-Off, I can get a little, you know, rough. I have four, five brothers. So I'm also just built different. I'm not blatantly disrespectful, but if I feel like I can't get my point across, it might get a little wild. So through Holy Spirit, I'm I'm learning to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Hey, if you need that scripture, matter of fact, because I know it's in the Bible. It is. That is James 1, 19 and 20. You must understand this, my beloved. He's being so gentle right there. Let everyone... Hey, it ain't just us, but we're going to take accountability today, and we're going to look at us. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Hey, listen, it's in the book, and we should pattern after that scripture right there, especially as wives. And not just as wives, but for my single women, practice that now. 
with the people that you're around. Practice that now. If you're not, if you're dating, practice that with your um, whoever you are dating. Practice it. Just listen. You don't have to do all that neck rolling and all that eye rolling to get your point across. It comes off as disrespectful, and it comes off like you're not listening and you're not just you're just not being respectful. So that is one of the things that I'm I'm learning. I'm learning. And I just want to point this out real quick. Um, as you may know, some of you may not know, you can probably hear it in my voice. I'm black. I come from the black experience, um, black culture. Um, my upbringing was very, what is the word? Uh, it, it was just a very, very... A black experience, and there's nothing wrong with that. But some of the things I picked up in that culture, in my culture, is a we don't take no miss, okay. And from where I come from, I hey three letters, M L. You already know. You can already gather. Now, what I will say is I'm not a product of my environment. And I made that up in my mind very young that I will not be a product of my environment. I will not be a statistic. I will not be nobody's baby mama. Hey, by God's grace, because I almost was. But God. So I said early on, even though... Sometimes I kind of went, and let me let me explain myself before y'all think that I'm coming for um, my culture. I love my culture. I don't think I have to say that, but I will for the people that need to hear it. I love my culture. I love um, where I come from. Um, all was not bad, and um, I thank God for where I came from because it actually shaped me to be a strong um, individual. But what I do want to say about that is there are some things that I could have picked up and did pick up some things that wouldn't set me up for a successful marriage. Um, And I had to break that. But here's the thing. I didn't break it before marriage. It, I went on the journey to breaking some of those bad habits. And some of the habits that I'm talking about goes in the line with what I just um, spoke about. It, sometimes it's just a, just a part of how we grew up. And um, even though, like I said, I love where I come from, but sometimes where we come from, we have to unlearn and readjust so that both parties get what they need and so that God is glorified. That's the most important thing. You want to glorify God. It pertains to how you live your life and as it pertains to um, marriage, you want to glorify God. Some of those things that I learned from growing up, learned growing up, did not glorify God. 
and it did not set me up for a healthy marriage. I had to let God work with me because my God today, had I not, I would be somewhere just... (sighs) Anyway, I want to shift really, really quickly. We're probably going to pick back up there next week, but I want to shift really quickly before... I end this podcast episode today. I want to talk about some preconceived notions. Yeah, I want to talk about some preconceived notions, assuming that being a good wife equates to being a perfect home. This has been on my heart and mind for a couple weeks now. The perfect, being a perfect homemaker with flawless cooking and just, you know, the flawless housekeeping skills. But the reality is, understand this, sis, that skills and interests vary. And there's no one-size-fits-all definition of a good wife. Hey, sorry. I'm sorry to bust that bubble. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what you saw on TikTok. I don't know what you may experience on Instagram, but there is no one-size-fit-all. It's no picture-perfect relationship. There's no picture-perfect way of doing anything, okay? But the journey, I'm on a journey, right? And I just, like, I don't know. I think it's it's due to Lord creating me a clean heart and a right spirit, Um Get any unclean things out of me. Just, Lord, make me a better me so that I can show up in my marriage uh, the way that I am supposed to, however that looks. Now, we're not going to go into the full, you know, we're not going to go into a full conversation about it because I do want to save, I want to save some of that, for next week, but what I will tell you and what we're going to continue to talk about is, okay, let's just call a thing a thing. There are some traditions that we may have seen growing up. We may have seen our mothers cook, clean, um, be the you know the housewife that doesn't do you know X Y Z or does X Y Z. And we just have to face it that that may not look the same for us. And I'm finding out now, almost five years in, what does my role actually look like? What does it look like? Does it look like me waking up cooking breakfast for my husband? Me waking up, you know, making sure the house is, you know, tidy and making sure this is done and that is done. Like, what does it look like? I'm, I'm, hey, hey, I'm on this journey. I ain't say I had the answer. I'm just telling you I'm on the journey. And the journey that I'm on is, Lord, show me how to be a wife that serves you and it spills into my daily living and it glorifies you. 
to glorify you in my marriage. If that makes sense, hey, take take it how I, how I gave it. Okay? Because I, all that I just said, you can gather that I didn't see the greatest example of just how to, you know, the how-tos. And, hey, let me say again, my mother is an amazing person. And I'm not just saying just her. I'm just saying in my culture, in my where I come from, I did not see the best examples of wives, godly wives. I just didn't. So I'm just trying to figure this thing out. How should I show up? And that's another thing. Even if I saw the the best example, I'm on my individual journey. My journey will always look different from theirs or anybody else's. If I grew up in the best conditions, it's still going to look different. So, okay, if it's still going to look different, what does it look like? Because I am a serial entrepreneur so I'm at what you would consider the office practically all day. But my desire is for my home to not go lacking. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to figure out how I should show up as a wife, as a homemaker, because that is also a, a, a deep, deep, deep desire Um to just be a wife, like just to be a the best wife I can be and the best woman I can be. Because ultimately, I want to pass down what the Lord has given me and has showed me and has given me to steward. I want to pass that down to my daughter. I want, and, and I want to pass it down to my son as well. Because he's going to be married one day, so he'll know what to look for. Um, You look for a godly wife. You look for, uh, yeah, a godly woman who's led by the Holy Spirit. Right? So I'm, I'm trying to find my way because um, I'm trying to find the way. <laughs> and that's through Holy Spirit's leading. So daily, um, more of who I was created to be is unfolding. So I want you guys to go on that journey with me. And the things that I learn, I'm willing to share. I mean, even in the smallest, the smallest things, like what to buy for, like, hey, curtains. What type of curtains? Like just small. When I say the smallest things, hey, 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 girl, Hobby Lobby has a sale, fifty percent off on all holiday decor, seventy-five percent. Hey, if you use this, then you probably won't have this issue as pertains to your body. If you do this, you know, just certain things that the whole that Holy Spirit is teaching me. I want to pass it on to who, who, whomever. We're going on this journey together. So, hey, hey, 
I want this to be a series. Holy Spirit, will you allow me to to do this as a series? I'll let y'all know. Um, he ain't going to speak that fast. <laughs> I'll let y'all know. But, and even motherhood. Oh, boy. So these two points that I'm bringing up right now are these preconceived notions. Um, we, we're going to... We're going to talk about it, girl. We're going to talk about it. We're almost at 40 minutes. All right, let me hear you up. But I want to tell you the next, this next point, this other preconceived notion, thinking that a woman's identity within marriage is primarily defined by motherhood when the reality is recognizing that women have multifaceted identities and roles within a marriage and motherhood is just one uno aspect did you hear me only one aspect so we're going to go into that in the next um episode i'm excited for this journey um it's all about just allowing holy spirit to grow us into great men and women of God. Marriage is one aspect. Motherhood is another aspect. That's it, and that's all. That's it, and that is all. I am so, so happy. I am so happy to get this off of my chest. Yeah, so I want to pray really quickly. helping us redefine societal expectations and fostering an environment of mutual respect and support. Lord, as we embark on this journey, we seek your guidance in preserving our individual identities and creating marriages that reflect your love and grace. Father, we put our lives in your hands, knowing that with your presence, we can navigate this uncharted territory of womanhood and marriage with courage and grace. In your name I pray. Amen. All right. All right, girl. I enjoyed this episode. As I stated before, we will continue to go on this journey together. We got this. We got this. It might be stretching but it's on for a better purpose to bring out the best in us. So I love you and I will talk to you in the next episode. Have a great night. Bye.